we're in an era of rapid change where resilience is vital. The Devoot for Thought podcast dives into the most important topics in government and technology today. Our host, Devoot Goats, sits down with his vast network of colleagues to dish on the tech challenges that affect us all. Follow this podcast on your favorite platform and join the conversation by sharing it on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Direct Technologies Davood for Thought podcast. I'm Davood Khodz, and I will be your host today. The way I stay up with the pressing topics of tech and government of today is to tap into the panel of experts I've had the honor of connecting with over the years. Today, we have Marcy Kabodi joining us on the podcast. Marcy has held various information technology positions within the state of California for the past 26, 27 years, but she is currently the Deputy Secretary and Agency Information Officer for the California State Transportation Agency, where she is responsible for setting policy and coordinating information technology activities at the agency and statewide. Marcy, without going into too much of your background, mainly because that's my first question to you, I want to welcome you to our podcast. Welcome. Thank you very much, Dabut. Thank you for having me. A little bit about my background, as you mentioned, not too much. <laughs> I, um, I immigrated here when I was 18, and I'm bilingual. I speak both Farsi and English. Computer science kind of got my attention when I was in college, um, trying to kind of figure out what, what I wanted to be and what I wanted to know. And I went into the computer science field, and I have a bachelor degree in computer science uh, from Sac State. So I'm local. I'm Sacramento's uh, local. I've been here for many years. Um, um, I uh, then started in private industry. I worked for a company named Cellular One. I was there as a consultant for, uh, for a few years. And then I got into state and I became a public servant for the last 30 somewhat years. I've been a very passionate civil servant uh, working in um, a lot of different departments, vast of my state service uh, experience is in DGS. I was there for about 21 years. And um, after that, I've been in uh, various departments, Department of Corrections, uh, Healthcare Services, and now Transportation Agency. I am an IT Leadership Academy 20 uh, graduate. Um, I have Microsoft Certified Engineering degree in the year 2000. Um, uh, basically have had many years of IT experience um, working for public sector. Very impressive. And I'm sure you've seen all kinds of projects in your current role and in prior roles um, being successful, not being successful. So we want to talk a little bit about those. But I want to ask you next uh, about what emerging trends are you seeing in your field? that we should all be paying more attention to. I'm sure that with the departments that you have under your agency, um, that each one of them are, is uh, implementing something uh, of a new technology, emerging technology. But what, is, what are some of the common ones? What emerging technologies are you seeing? 
so emerging technology, as you all know, because of the pandemic, we all had to get in gear and uh, provide telework to everybody that works for state. Um, a lot of the departments that are under the agency, as you know, DMV, High Speed Rail, Caltrans, um, they all had to uh, provide these services. 70% of the, the task force had to telework uh, or anybody that actually could work from remote locations. So we had to get in gear. We had to create uh, a lot of uh, collaboration tools. We had to uh, strengthen and improve our VPN technology. Uh, we had to provide a lot of services online uh, for constituents. Um, uh, for example, at DMV, we had to make sure that constituents could actually um, do a lot of their driver's license services um, online without walking into the offices because we had to actually close up a lot of their, um, a lot of DMV offices so that they would not have to stand in line or um, uh, walk into the office. So um, as a result, a lot of these services were provided by on DMV's website. We provided uh, the chatbot on the website. Uh, chatbot creates a better user um experience. Uh, they can actually ask questions that uh, and, pro and receive um, responses uh, um, on text. Besides that, um, cloud services are very popular um, and uh, we are trying to move away from owning a lot of hardware. When we started teleworking, uh, what was missing was collaboration sites. Um, we put together a team from all departments to work on um, Microsoft Teams um, collaboration sites so that all departments could share ideas, could share files, and um, have a, a means of getting together without being in person and share documents. Um, so um, very quickly, we were able to um, uh, create these sites. Very quickly, we were able to have um, all staff um, have access to OneDrive and all of their shared drives. Yeah, thank you. Yes. This is a this is a great lead into the next question, Marcy. I, I mm -hmm. think you would agree that adjusting to the pandemic was challenging for many organizations, and now everyone is thinking of what the next major disruption like the pandemic is going to be and how can we better be prepared for it. So resiliency is a big topic of conversation these days to the point that we at Direct Technology have started a service offering on resilience as a service. So what are some examples of resilience you've seen in your business in the past year? What is the one thing that you and your departments are doing to improve resilience? Sure, um, you know, to improve resiliency, we had to create, to make sure that we have a clear vision and mission. And also we create a strategic plan for agency that lists everything that we have to do within the next six months. So instead of creating a strategic plan that addresses two, three years um, in, in normal situations, in, um, to, to be able to track these um, uh, closer, we created one that is um, just for about six months. And um, very quickly when the pandemic started, um, all of our departments and uh, as well as the agency, we started 
purchasing laptops so that we can provide everybody who can work from remote sites a laptop that also has access to internet and um, to all of their um, files that are that are residing at work. So OneDrive became um, the norm um, and standard in our departments. Also, we um, for to create a better business process and and make sure that the, um, everything that needs agencies approvals goes through um, a, a very clean uh, process and quick approach. We deployed an application uh, using Salesforce that um, automated the approval process so, um, so that the departments could send in their um, issue memo or anything that needed the, our agency's approval um, through um, an application and a software service, and we could access it from anywhere that we had access to um, internet. So, uh, and also we deployed e-signature. That was done very quickly for agency. Um, so all the deputy secretaries basically can work from anywhere. And not just deputy secretaries are the agency, but also at the department level, um, a lot of tools were deployed so that they, everybody could easily access files at work, could easily work from anywhere if their um, duty statement um, allowed that, of course. Very good. Well, these are uh, great lessons learned for those who want to make sure that uh, they have a resilient environment where if there is an opportunity, if there is another disruption, that they can be back in business uh, soon after. My next question is an interesting one because most all organizations, as far as I know, always when they get engaged with a the client, they talk about how they're going to get that project or that effort that they have on their way done. At Direct Technology, not only we ask and talk about how, but we ask ourselves why we are doing what we are doing. What is your why? In other words, what motivates you in your work? As you know, as I explained, I've been a public servant for 30 years. So we, um, for me, anything that helps um, improve the life of people, I, I feel like we are here to serve the people of California. So if um, um, we can provide something that improve the life of people, if we can provide some, something that reduces the cost to state, um, because I feel we are responsible in um, spending people's tax dollars and we have to be very careful on how we spend it. Um, so so uh, providing services that are important to the constituents is, is important to me, to make it easier, to create a better user experience, um, I have a lot of people around me that um, it's difficult for them, for instance, to drive to DMV to get their, their um, work done or to get their driver's, renew, driver's license renewed. If we can do anything to make these processes simpler, um, those are the whys. I look for simplicity. I look for reducing cost. I look for um, uh, what are the ways that we can um, simplify or make make it easier for people to do what they need to do online. Wow, 
helping others, simplifying and cost reduction motivators. Uh, absolutely. Well, this question that I just asked and the next few are really in line with our model at Direct Technology. We want to shed more light on the human side of tech. After that's why we are here, right? Yes. Exactly. So the next question revolves around two key words, inspiration and innovation. What inspires innovation on your team or in your organization? Okay, for, for our team, um, I feel the leaders, of course, uh, have to create an environment that allows innovation. And at, um, at agency, I have created a very collaborative environment where the CIOs feel very comfortable um, discussing issues or taking risks. So one of the key points of innovation is taking calculated risks and the environment and the culture has to allow that. I have um, kind of broke those boundaries. When I started that agency, the departments were working in a silo. Uh, the CIOs didn't even know each other. There was no collaborative work. They, 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 there was um, really no connection between the departments. And we broke the, those barriers. We have um, a lot of team building um, uh, uh, exercises um, that we actually get together, all of us, and uh, we um, we work on the ways to improve the processes. We um, ask each other, um, you know, uh, what are the best automated uh, tools out there that we can um, utilize within the departments. They actually, the CIOs learn from each other. If something has de been deployed in one department, um, uh, we, get, we have uh, presentations and we have demos. So it's really... Um, a culture of collaboration within agency that allows the innovation in our team. Excellent. So you've mentioned a couple of times about the CIOs that are part of the uh, transportation agency. Would you mind listing them, please, the departments that are under the agency? Absolutely. Um, uh, Department of Motor Vehicle, um, the CIO is Rico Rubiano. Transport Department of Transportation, the CIO is George Akiyama. Um, High Speed Rail is Patty Nysunger. Um, Office of Traffic Safety is Jessica Chan. CHP is Chris Child. Very good, yeah. And the newest is Chris, right? Newest is Chris, and before that, Jessica. Oh, okay, very good. Well, we're getting to uh, towards the end of the questions. My next one is, what is something that would surprise people about your background or interests? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a very simple person. Um, um, as I said, um, I'm a bilingual. I don't think that's surprising because I have the accent. Um, I do love traveling. I've traveled to a lot of countries outside the US. Um, I do love hiking and camping. That sometimes surprises people and I don't understand why. <laughs> um, I am an animal lover, although the policy at my house was no animals uh, when the kids were growing, growing up. Um, but um, I do love animals, but I think they're very difficult to care for. I do have two cats now. Um, and um, I think that's about it. A very simple person. Very nice. Very nice. You know, we share our cultures together. So 
I, I, I sometimes hear that accent uh, when you talk, but I have the same and uh, I appreciate that in people who have uh, come from different cultures because I know the struggles that they have gone through. And I'm also an animal lover. I have a fish, a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, we have a cat as well. Um, where can people find you and keep tabs on what you're doing, working on? How can people support your work that, if any projects that are going on? Absolutely. I'm um, available on LinkedIn. Um, also, they can get um, to our website, calsta.ca.gov, and uh, reach out to me that way. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Marcy, for joining us today. And thank you, listeners out there, for joining us as well. We will see you all in the next episode of The Wood for Thought where we will shed more light on the human side of tech.